Hashtag you don't have to be Jewish. 101.9 Chai FM, you're on the afternoon overdrive. If you've just joined us, welcome. I'm Michael McKenna. Right, so we're looking at updates on the state of our water quality and uh, the latest on the Royfall Waste Treatment Plant. Joining us now is Professor Anthony Turton, who's a professor at the Center for Environmental Management at the University of the Free State. Professor, very good afternoon to you. Thank you for joining us. Good afternoon to you, and thanks for having me. Great. Uh, thanks for coming on board, Professor, at this point in time, because we are, things are really happening in this day and age all over the place. We've got uh, load shedding. We've got issues to tackle with in life now. We've got water issues, specifically looking at this uh, Royfall Waste Treatment Plant and its refurbishment. Uh, the question is, what will be enough now, enough money to sort out this treatment plant, given what, uh, what transpired uh, not too long ago and the cholera connection to it? Yes, uh, it's, if we throw a lot of money at Royval, it's not going to solve the national problem because uh, the majority of our wastewater treatment works are highly dysfunctional. So at the moment, everyone is fixated on Royval uh, because of the cholera outbreak. But uh, in reality, uh, you know, we know for a fact that over 92 to 93 percent of our wastewater works are not performing up to standard, and about 60, between 50 to 60 percent of them are completely dysfunctional in different ways. Whoa. So Royval is only is only one of many, and uh, Royval has been dysfunctional since uh, 2001, and uh, we have a long forensic record of, uh, of of attempts to try and refurbish it since 2001. And all that's happened over that period of time is that the attempt to refurbish has been hijacked by syndicates who have simply siphoned the money off into inappropriate uh, places. So un- unless we can f- uh, fix up the governance structures and make sure that the money is used for what it is intended, I'm afraid we're just going to be throwing good money after bad. Professor, if we can just rewind, uh, just reflect on what you mentioned earlier on about the status of our uh, water supply uh, plants. What should we be concerned about regarding only 60% uh, or rather 60% are affected? What are, what are we looking at? Yes, so what the listener needs to understand is that the, because South Africa is a water-constrained country, uh, the entire engineering design across the whole country is based on a very simple principle that I'm going to explain now. Right. And this principle is known as an, as an indirect reuse model. So what we do is we, so we recycle our wastewater back into drinking water. But because people don't want to uh, drink uh, the treated wastewater, what's been happening now for, for, for decades of time is that we treat the water to a high standard in the sewage works. It then gets discharged into the river, and that's where your green drop report is so important. And yeah. it must be of a very high standard, the green drop, because the, the, the same water then flows in the river to the next abstraction point where it gets taken out the water uh, out of the river by ran, by ran water or, or, or any of the other umflatus or, or berg water or whatever, any other ungainy water. They, they all take water from the, from the same resource. So because we have got this indirect reuse model, the green drop reporting standard is probably more important than the, than the blue drop reporting standard. I hope I've, I hope I've made sense there. Okay, so what you've, what you've basically said is that uh, it's quite an involved process or a project that needs attention in, from various, uh, in various sections, which needs, which needs urgent attention and specific attention to make sure that uh, all processes are, are governed and, and uh, operated correctly. 
Yes, uh, in a nutshell, you've, you've hit the nail right on the mm-hmm. head there. We've got, uh, we've got about 850 wastewater works and about a thousand mm. potable treatment plants in the country. Right. And uh, they were all designed, every one of them was designed on this indirect reuse model. <laughs> so we, uh, we've just simply got to fix up our end of part solution. And the, the, the latest numbers we had is that only uh, seven percent uh, 7% of the uh, uh, wastewater plants are fully compliant. So, wow. so that means 93% are, are non-compliant. That means that nine times out of ten, if we compare this to an airplane taking off, nine times out of ten, that airplane will not land without a problem. Professor, okay, so if we, if, uh, we want to look at the water for everyone out there, uh, wh- what is it we, we, we need to guard against and be mindful of regarding the quality of the water, given this process you just outlined? What should we be mindful of and no. be wary of? Well, I think the first thing is that we have to, we have to restore the trust and confidence of the majority of the people in the reporting standards. So water, uh, drinking water in South Africa is treated to a very high standard. That standard is known as SANS, S-A-N-S, number 241, SANS 241. Right. And SANS 241 is a world-class standard. And all of our systems have been engineered to deliver that. But that engineering philosophy was always on the assumption that the water we bring in from the rivers is of a high quality and has not been contaminated by sewage. Okay. So that's, that's where, that's, that's where this whole value chain has broken down. And that's where we've got to focus really with pinpoint precision. Mm-hmm. We've got to focus all of our efforts. We've got to spend something like one trillion rand. That's the, the latest number that I had. Wow. One trillion rand is what is needed to fix up the water sector. That, but that's not to even take it to the next level. That's only to fix what is broken. One, one trillion rand initially, just to fix uh, the initial stage yeah. of this. Professor, yes, if, so that, 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 that's, that's not, not upgrading. It comes to just under that, but we can round it out to right. about a trillion rand. Professor, um, before we sign off, uh, do, we, do we need to have any cholera concerns at this stage, given what, uh, what uh, transpired earlier on in the year? Do we need to be mindful or wary of that situation? Uh, only if you are drinking water that could be contaminated directly from a river. So if you are drinking water, for example, in Rand Water area, mm-hmm. you know that, that water. I think we still have to have to assume is safe. Right. Uh, you know, we, we we can't we can't become paranoid about every drop of water coming out of the tap. No, so, sure. so 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 if if the water comes out of a out of a, a, a you know the tap from a proper municipality, and when I talk about a proper municipality, a functional municipality that receives its bulk water from a, a, a reputable supplier like Rand Water or you know, or, or one of those, uh, those those big reputable mm-hmm. supplies, then right. we must uh, we must trust that. As where water has been contaminated, basically where water is delivered in a tanker, or right. where water comes directly from a river, that's where people must be concerned. Professor, we're going to have to leave it there and sign off. Professor, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, just to let us know where our water status stands at the moment. That's Professor Anthony Turton, who's a professor at the Centre for Environmental Management at the University of the Free State. Again, I'm gasping in amazement. Just that statement uh, the professor just made about needing one trillion rand just to fix the basics. Never mind the next stage. One trillion rand.